0: And again to all of our guests Thank you so much for being here today Um, We're so glad that that, that each of you are here We're going in our Bibles To the book of Matthew chapter number 7 Beginning at verse number 24 Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 A few years ago I uh, was uh, I've been privileged to get to go on several missions trips And uh, a few years ago I was called and asked to um, to go to Hawaii on a missions trip you know there's worse places that you can go here I am Lord send me And so they called I didn't even have to pray about it I said yes yes I'll go and about that time and perhaps you saw it uh, on the news it was you know really dominated the news for a bit about that time there was a, a volcano eruption On the big island of Hawaii. Uh, Anybody remember that volcano eruption? Really, uh, just right as I announced I was going. And so the people who were very jealous of me, they began sending all of these video clips like, yeah, you go there, but you're going to die. So uh, uh, while we stay here. As the youngest and most active volcano in Hawaii, uh, named Kilauea, began to erupt course it's it's erupting all the time I found out after the fact Uh, most of the time it's mild volcanic activity if that is such a thing right but this eruption was different it sent fountains of lava gushing out of fissures in the ground some 80 feet in the air from streets in neighborhoods now that is a bad day in the neighborhood That's something for the HOA board to get upset about. Residents began to flee from the lava and from the gases. And the eruptions caused pretty significant earthquakes. And so as the volcanic eruptions were happening, there were several news articles that discussed it. And and I, I found one of those was reading as local residents were interviewed expressing their fear of potential damage. One of the residents, her name was Julie Woolsley, And there were a few statements that she made that was really striking to me that as you find your way to Matthew 7, 24, she said that she lives on a street where a vent opened up and channeled lava to within a thousand yards of her house when she left. That's definitely time to go. Uh, But it was this statement that she made that really caught my attention. She said this, we knew that we were building on a volcano. Recalling how she purchased the lot on the big island for $35,000 more than a decade ago after living on Maui became too expensive. She said, I thought the danger was only a remote possibility. In other words, she built because it was cheap. And yet a decade later, she was faced with the possibility that it would cost her everything. I read that story and immediately my mind went to where I draw your attention to today. In Matthew 7, beginning in verse 24, it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, notice this now, and does not do them. Everyone who hears the word of God and doesn't do it will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, same rain, the floods came, same floods. And the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I want to preach to you today on this title, The High Cost of a Cheap Field. The High Cost of a Cheap Field. Would you just lift up your hands one more time and ask God to speak to us through His Word. Lord, we thank You for Your presence that is undeniable in this place. God, I pray that You would speak to us and challenge us from Your Word. God, we know Your Word is always anointed. But I pray that you would anoint me as I deliver it and that you would touch each of our hearts to receive from it, to hear your word and then respond with the willingness to do what your word says. And everybody said, Amen. You can be seated. What is it exactly that gives dirt value? In the Hawaiian neighborhood, Leilani Estates, where Julie Woolsley built Her home, homes can be purchased for about 25% of what the exact same house would sell for on the other side of the exact same island. Across the street from this location, a three-bedroom apartment I, I looked recently in The building across the street, a three-bedroom apartment, rents for $6,500 per month. Now, that's expensive. While in the city that I pastored in previously, a three-bedroom apartment could be rented for less than $1,300, more along the lines of my budget But it is the same building material that is used in both locations. Wood, and concrete, steel. The building materials and the finishes are the same. Yet the difference in value is determined by one all important word in real estate. Location. Of course a location's value is determined by its potential. In an area where there is potential for growth, there's greater value. However, when there is an area where the potential seems less promising, perhaps because of higher crime or lower wages, fewer job opportunities, or a a myriad of other uh, issues that pull at that particular location, the value of the dirt is affected. The building material, again, may be the same in both locations. The effort to build certainly is the same. Yet the lasting value is determined by its location. I tell you that because it is important for each of us to understand a, an important truth from the Bible that applies to our lives. That each of us, we have a house. It's, it's not a physical house. It's not a, a house built with man's hands. It's not... Uh, a house of that nature, a natural house But each of us, we have, we possess, we are a spiritual house And also we must understand that that there is a value that is ascribed and attached to our house Inside of each and every one of us, regardless of our stories, our backgrounds, our past Where we were born or how we were raised Inside of each And every one of us, there is great value and there is great purpose. Hear me. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Paul said it this way. We are God's workmanship. The God who robed Himself in flesh and lived His earthly days as a carpenter's son. He was a builder long before and He is still in the building business. He is putting His fingerprints on you and on me. And He formed us and made us a spiritual house. And that fact, the fact that God is our creator, the fact that God is our builder, it gives our house great Value. There is value in your house There is value in your life One of the greatest tricks of the enemy If you've tried to live for God any length of time You know this, that one of his greatest tricks Is to try to cause you to not to be able to see Or sense or realize your value and potential So he whispers lies. But there is power in the revelation that I have value because of who made me, that it was God who made me, that I'm a work of God's hands, and because of that I'm not a mistake, I'm not a piece of junk. God said before I formed you, He was the one that formed me, and because He created me, there is great value in me. Every life has great value to God. But occasionally you you see stories like this that I'll point out to you today. Uh, There was a painting. I have a picture of it. I'll show you that. Uh, It was found, this painting uh, was found in Batesville, Indiana. Uh, A man purchased the painting for just 50 cents. And he hung it in his home for 10 years And after those 10 years, the article didn't tell me why he decided to sell it, but I imagine the man got married or maybe his wife took a trip to Kirkland's or watched HGTV one day and decided it was time to remodel. And so she's like, that painting, it has to go. And so it hung in his house for 10 years and he decided to sell it. And in doing so, he wanted to do a little bit more research about the painting and looked at the name on the painting and began To research and discover that it was pretty valuable. And this painting that someone sold him for 50 cents was auctioned for over $10,000. That'll buy a lot of farmhouse decor. This bowl that I found, it was purchased at a a yard sale or maybe a garage sale. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how classy the people were that sold it. picture of a bowl that I have for you. It was purchased for $3 at a garage sale. Looks like a fine bowl to eat Lucky Charms out of. So the owner thought, well surely that's worth three bucks and, and then he decided to have it appraised. The experts said that that $3 bowl was actually formed in the Ming Dynasty, and it was worth around two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. And he said, "I'll buy another bowl to eat Lucky Charms out of, and I'll sell it." And so he put it up for auction, but it didn't bring two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars. No, it sold for two point two million dollars. Lifetime supply of Lucky Charms. Finally, in Missouri City, Texas, this man purchased an old dresser for $100. But when he picked it up from the estate sale and began to load it into the back of his truck, he heard a sound. And he thought, well, that sounds kind of interesting in this empty dresser. I hear something rustling around. So he began to inspect it and found this. Another picture I have to show you. A hidden drawer with treasure inside. Three items that were sold for much less than they were worth. The painting, it was sold for 50 cents because the owner didn't realize the name that was on it. The the. The bowl had been sold for $3 because its previous owner didn't realize the hands that had formed it. That dresser was sold for $100 because they didn't recognize the treasure that was inside it. And can I just tell you today that there is a name that is on you by your creator. That that there are hands that formed you that make you valuable. That that there is a treasure of potential and value that God has deposited in you. And if the enemy could convince you that you are not worth very much, then perhaps you would sell yourself short. But if you would ever understand what God has for you and the potential and the power and the promise that God has put on you, then you would recognize that that value must be protected in your life. You have a very valuable house. But of course, the enemy wants you to put a low price tag on you to convince you that you're not worth anything. There are relationships that would try to put a low price tag on you, convince you that you're not worth very much, want you to to, to, uh, to give of yourself in ways that you shouldn't. There are some people who you might even think are experts that would look at you and would say that you're not worth very much. But I tell you that if you would look at the price tag God put on your life, you would recognize that there is great value in me because God, He paid a very high price for each of us. He paid the price of His own blood. So I tell you today, quit listening to the lies of the enemy that says you don't have potential or promise or value. God created you for such a time as this. The best thing I could ever do is recognize the value of the things that God builds. God framed and formed us a spiritual house. Our house has value. But I must also tell you today that when we understand the truth, the revelation that our house, that we have a house that is valuable, as I must also tell you that that only you decide where you put your house The Bible tells us that Two men built houses I read in our text today And there is no build, no mention of the building material used in the houses There's no indication given as to the floor plan or to the finishes We are not told if they were farmhouse style or mid-century We only know that these men built houses but I know that with these men building their houses that there must have been an incredible amount of effort and love that went into both houses the planning and the preparation for both I'm sure was intense they both labored on their houses they both sacrificed for their houses pouring themselves into the effort to ensure that things were built to their expectations I uh, before moving to D.C., I can't afford to do it here, but in Kentucky, I flipped houses. And and I know the, the emotion that overwhelms you when you go into a place that you've put your hands on and that you've invested in, and you walk through those completed rooms with that sense of satisfaction. So I can picture the joy that each of these men must have had when they got their certificate of occupancy and they were allowed to move into their house as they ushered their family through showing one another the rooms. This is where we're going to eat. This is where you're going to sleep. This is my man cave. And they show them all the parts of their house with great pride and great joy. They built their own houses. In fact, the only difference that we are aware of in the Scripture is the location of the homes. The Bible is plain about this fact. One man, called Wise, built his house on a rock. And the other is called Foolish because he built his house on sand. Yet, although there was only one difference mentioned in the Scripture, it proved to be the only one that mattered. As one man was afforded peace of mind during a storm, while the other would see all of his hard work and effort washed away by the same exact storm, all because of location. And we are not even told that much about the two locations. We're not even sure of the price that each of the men paid to purchase each of the fields. But but the book of Mark, as it records this story, it gives us one more piece of information that is not recorded in our text. When the Bible says that the wise men built on some land that required an extra step. In order to build on it, Mark says... He had to dig deep. To build there would require an incredible amount of extra effort. Not necessary if he had just built on the sand. Because of its life-saving potential, I, I can imagine that he probably had to dig deep in his pockets to purchase it, but I do know that he had to dig deep to inhabit it. There would be nothing easy about what lay ahead for this man. Yet this man was considered wise because he knew that whatever it cost him, whatever the pain, whatever the effort, the price of commitment to protecting his house would be worth it. I've got to tell you here today that while it is true and undeniable that your house has great value and purpose, I must also cause us to look into the Scripture and see the truth that our home's lasting value, hear me now, is going to be determined by where we decide to put it. A lot of people spend all of their energy building All of their effort working, they spend all of their lives laboring And yet they eventually find out that they spent and gave everything on a cheap field Building on cheap fields required less effort, less commitment It's cheap But eventually for this man, it cost him everything There was a high cost to that cheap field. I remind you today that we live in a world of cheap stuff. Cheap love, cheap values, cheap commitment, even cheap grace. But every one of those things, hear me, have a high cost that is only apparent once the storms come and the value vanishes washing away everything that they thought that they had saved hear me that sandy building plot cost so much more for that foolish man it cost him his house what a high cost for such a cheap field Julie Woolsley paid a much higher price than ever indicated on the purchase agreement for her cheap land she and those who live around her are testimony that people will often put themselves in harm's way not to pay the price of commitment that being in safe places takes Because they assume that the danger is not real, that the storm isn't coming, but the storm is coming the earth will shake hear me now there will come a time in each and every one of our lives where the storms blow and where the wind begins to pick up its pace there will come a time in every life where the doctor's report or the financial disclosure or something begins to come against our lives and the storm is going to come simply being in the church does not exempt you from storm simply being a good person does not exempt you from storm No, the Bible makes it clear. It rains on the just and the unjust. And we will all feel the storms of life. But I tell you that whether or not we make it from and through the storm is going to be determined by where we put our house. Just just a few weeks ago, I, I read a story about a man who lost his house in the Outer Banks. He purchased this house back in August for $550,000, which I guess there is uh, inexpensive, I guess. But this home was, was dangerously close to the ocean, if that's possible. And just a few months later, a man who had a lot of great plans for his house, his name was Ralph, sounds like a pretty good guy, was planning to spend Thanksgiving there this year. He lost the house to the ocean. The ocean literally sucked this house up. He said this, I knew that there was some risk living near the water but I didn't think I'd lose the house within eight or nine months. He said, adding, I was aware that erosion, it was happening there, but I was not aware at the rate that it was happening. We thought that we were going to be able to move the house and save it. One man is quoted in that same article in the Washington Post as saying, It's important to understand that barrier islands move and change and that the sands of the outer banks have always shifted. Hear me now. If you build your life on this world, you will find it shifting. And the erosion will happen much quicker than you realize. If you build your house on your health or on your wealth, you will determine that you will discover rather, that that sand is going to shift and your house will not survive. If you build your house on your education or on your career, you will find that that sand is shifting sand. So I preach to you today that if your house is going to withstand the storms and the trials and the difficulties of life, then you've got to determine that you will build your house on the Word of God and that you will build your house on God's kingdom and God's plan. And while there's nothing wrong, Wrong with having a good career and having lots of money I hope you have both If you do any of those things at the expense of your house It will be a price too high for the cheap field But perhaps the best example of this truth is found at the end of Matthew Matthew chapter number 27 beginning at verse number 3 is we stand all over the house with perhaps the cheapest field purchase in all of Scripture. The Bible says, Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented, and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to it. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It's not lawful for them to be put in the treasury, for it is the price of blood. And they took counsel, notice this now, and bought with them the potter's field. The price of the potter's field was recorded as just 30 pieces of silver 30 pieces of silver would not buy much in the Bible about $600 by the time of the New Testament that's what they paid for the field but that field had a much higher cost for Judas it cost him a savior what a high cost for a cheap field Hear me, I I, I don't want to lose my family because I built on a cheap field. I don't want to lose my my salvation because I built on a cheap field. So I preach to you today and I tell you that we've got to be willing to pay the price that it takes to build our lives on solid ground we may have to dig deep it may cost us but it's worth it there's nothing cheap about walking away from some relationships there's nothing cheap about holding on to the word of God in a culture that's growing more and more secular there's nothing cheap About standing when other people are falling, there's nothing cheap. But I'm not. I'm not looking for cheap. I'm looking for lasting. These stories are juxtaposed to another story in Scripture, Matthew chapter number thirteen. The last text I'll read to you today, when he says again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hid in a field. which when a man is found he hides and for joy goes and sells everything that he has and buys the field unlike the other fields this one had a high cost up front cost him everything that he had he knew that there was nothing cheap about it nothing cheap about the commitment that he made but he knew that there was treasure there because he had already dug deep. It wasn't sitting on the top of the soil otherwise everyone else would have found it but because he was willing to dig deep he could see the value that others could not see. I tell you that when you dig deep into the Word of God you'll find value there. When you dig deep in prayer you'll find there's value there. When you dig deep in committing yourself to the Word of God, you'll see there's value there. Is there a cost? Absolutely. You're going to have to obey. It's going to cost you your flesh. It's going to cost you your desires, your own will from time to time. But if you'll dig deep, you'll find there's value there. Whatever it costs to build on the rock it's worth it whatever you have to fight through to do what God says it's worth it whatever your friends say about you when they see you walking the right way it's worth it whatever whatever toil and, and, and trial and difficulty you have to fight through whatever thing you gotta dig through it's worth it because the storm's coming And when it comes, your house will stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed in the house. I feel the presence of the Lord here today. And I know that in many ways this is a heavy word. But I think it would be good for all of us from time to time to examine where we are putting our house. To what exactly we are trusting in. To to what we have been... Uh, investing our, our, our time our talent, our treasure in, and to examine and ask ourselves am I willing to obey the word of God am I willing to do whatever God says to do am I willing to obey whatever God says to obey or am I looking for something cheap and easy I tell you there are plenty of cheap things out there that you can buy that you could put your house on But it's shifting sand. And so right there where we're standing at this moment, I I wish you would search your own heart and in your own life and mind. You know where you've been putting your house. You know where you've been investing yourself. You know the areas where you've obeyed God and where there are areas that you have not obeyed God. And I'm asking, are you willing to protect your house? Are, are you willing to do whatever it takes to protect the value of your house? Perhaps the enemy's been lying to you and whispering in your ear, telling you that you don't have a future in the church, that that, that, that there's no value in putting your house here, or, or even, even more... Um, more more diabolical perhaps than that. He's been trying to tell you that you have no value and that you have no purpose and that you have no future. I tell you the devil is a liar. God wants to use you. God has deposited in you in creation great potential and great anointing and a great future. But you've got to just determine I'll put my house on the kingdom of God. I'll I'll plant myself right in the house of the Lord. The Bible says that when you are planted in the house of the Lord. Lord, you'll flourish praise God the presence of the Lord is here right now the power of God's word is connected to our ability and our willingness to respond to it and we're going to begin to sing and as we do even before we step out of where we are just right there I'm going to ask that you would make an altar and that you would do some self-examination all of us have, have things that where we've looked for something cheap and easy Jesus, I pray you would forgive me for every time that I've put my house on something cheap. For every time that I've looked for something easy. For every time that I've come across one of your commands in the Word and I've disregarded and I've disobeyed it. Lord, I pray that. You